Joshua Allison is the pastor of St. Mark United Methodist Church. He's married to Rachel and they have two children. Welcome, Joshua, to pray together. Thank you so much for uh, inviting me and, and letting me be a part of this. I think it's great. I'm very excited. Well, we're glad to have you here. I'm Dale Clem, and I'll be your host as today we talk about daily office. But first, tell us, Joshua, how did you get involved in prayer? How did you get interested in praying the daily office? Well, I grew up sort of charismatic in my spirituality. And so when I was appointed to my very first church in 2006, Wheaton Heights United Methodist in Florence, I sort of felt prepared, but not quite. There was something missing in my spiritual life. And so I met some people and began this long journey of discovering not only the liturgies of the church that have really pushed our church forward through the years, but also the liturgies that I could use for myself as I began to get to know God a little better. I feel like I needed something, and that something was prayer. So I began this journey that led me to the point where I am today. And one of the big problems I was facing at the time was just being distracted. Everything was distracting. I would sit down to pray and forget what I was doing and get up and go do something else or sit down to pray and start thinking about my grocery list or Sister Susie's broken toe, which is a great thing to pray for. But I was so lost in it that I was wondering how she had kicked the couch and broken it in the first place. It was just things that I just couldn't. So the daily prayer is there are certain times during the day where, yes. you're, where you're called to pray a certain liturgy and you have a kind of a written or a special thing that's that words that you pray over right. and over again? Uh, and you begin to memorize it. It becomes part of a rhythm. The church years and years ago came up with these special times of prayer every day. There was morning right after you get up and then breakfast time and then mid-morning and lunchtime and mid-afternoon and supper time and bedtime. And then if you were in a monastery, then you might get up in the middle of the night and pray again. And the Psalms talk about seven times a day will I praise your name. So these marks of time throughout the day start to have sort of a rhythm to them. As part of my journey, I've joined the Order of St. Luke. Part of our thing is to pray this daily office and to mark these rhythms. And it might be something pretty simple, but it's a time of day when we stop what we're doing in order to pray. That sounds really good. I have had friends that having the daily prayer really saved their life because they needed that rhythm of praying and being in God's presence mm-hmm. because so many times our lives are just chaotic these days and we need something that helps call us back to who we are and calling us into God's presence. I think it's a great practice. There are certain prayers that I have prayed over and over again. I've never gone to the five times a day unless I'm in a monastery on retreat or something. Right. But, but I, I certainly appreciate the three times a day before, you know, when you first wake up, before you go to bed, and then another time during the day. You know, one of the things that reminds me of daily prayer, and it's not a part of your liturgy probably, is my work with homeless people. Mm. Because I, I, I'm around homeless people a lot right now. And the first thing I say to them, I say, good morning, how are you doing? And they always say, I woke up today and God is good. <laughs> I'm on this side of the grave, right. so it is a great day. So I woke up and, and I praised God that I got up. And I thought, that is daily prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, they had their own way of daily prayer. You know, the Celtic spirituality has a deep history of praying during the day, different times yes. of the day. Tell us about that. 
Monasticism was very important in Western Christianity, especially after the fall of the Roman Empire. The monks of Ireland were very important in helping to bring Christianity back to the mainland. There's been a lot of books written about that, but their times of day, their daily prayers, their rhythm of life, where they oriented their entire life around prayer, became an important part of their spirituality and an important part of really their identity in Jesus Christ, where their whole day was ordered around not what they were going to eat and not what they were going to do out in the fields, but when they were going to come to prayer. And everything else was secondary. It was all about the prayer. And not only just the prayer, but also the prayer, the communion that they would have as well. But this daily rhythm of prayer became very important. And it is one of the things, I think, that really helped to bring Christianity out of the Dark Ages and into the rest of Europe. And it can be something that we use now in our current society to bring Jesus to those who need Jesus the most. We have to base it in prayer. One of the interesting things about those communities is that they were whole families were involved in the Christian communities. It wasn't Mm -hmm. just men or women. Whole families were there, and they would just gather for prayer you know, several times a day, and I think it really enriched their life to have that rhythm. That's very interesting. Are you able to, in this Order of St. Luke, have friends that you do this with? You said that you found out about the Order of St. Luke. Is that a United Methodist It is. It was started by a Methodist clergyman in the 1940s. Now it's open to people of any denomination, although it is primarily United Methodists. It's open to men and women. It's open to clergy and lay. I am not a part of a community in North Alabama because we don't have one yet, but I'm trying to get one together. Mm -hmm. But I do have friends across the internet. And so a friend in the Philippines and several friends in Texas and a couple in California and a few in New Jersey and other places. And so uh, especially for Lent, we love to get together and as a Facebook group, uh, like a chat or a Google call or whatever. And and pray this daily office at some point in our day. It's been very helpful for me to have someone who I could go into covenant with and say, I'm going to stop doing what I'm doing and pray at 8 o'clock Central. And that person might be in the Eastern time zone and do it at 9 o'clock Eastern, or might be in the Mountain time zone and do it at 7 o'clock Mountain. At the same time, we stop what we're doing, we pray the same prayers. We may not be in the same room, but we are together. Together we are praying this, this time of prayer. And it's been very helpful. So you use a book or an internet thing or you something? Can, yes, you can do all of those. My favorite is the Book of Common Prayer from the Episcopal Church, and you can find that online, and it's free. I also have the Book of Offices and Services from the Order of St. Luke, and I really like that. It's a newer take on the older liturgy. If you like more inclusive language, then this has got it, but if you feel like it's a bridge too far, that's okay. Um, you know, there's lots of liturgies available, and really the important thing is that you find something that you will be able to stick to and that will help you to express yourself to God. So what's really important is that you find a rhythm, something a that you rhythm. can do, that you will do. That you will do. That's the right. whole point, is that it gives you something that you will do over and over and over again. Pick one time of day, say morning, and pray this thing every morning. Then when you are good with that, then add something. It's sort of like weightlifting. 
if you just go into the gym willy-nilly, you're not going to stick with it. But if you have a plan and you start lifting weights and you start with five pounds or 10 pounds or 15, and then you add and you add and you add and you push yourself, then you begin to grow. And it's the same thing with the daily office. You begin with something that you can manage and then you grow from there and you let it pull you and stretch you into the shape that God wants you to be in. Do you find that using the same prayers that you've memorized, they become kind of like a nest that holds you? Yes. When my grandfather died, you know, there's always the grief. The prayers of the church, the prayers that I had memorized became important because I didn't know what else to say. In my pastoral ministry, when I go to take care of a grieving or hurting person, I don't always know what words to say. So here are some words that have been spoken for me that I can begin to draw on. And then from that, I'm able to start to put together my own words. They begin to sort of grow within me. But at least I've got something to say. That don't look completely foolish standing in front of someone with nothing to say. I think that sounds really good. I'm so glad that it's enriched your spiritual life, and I bet it will enrich the spiritual life of our listeners if they choose to uh, to go there. I know that there's a lot of resources online. What are some of your favorite resources? Well, like I said, the, the Book of Common Prayer is, is online. I, I found that there are several websites that are run by Benedictines, and I can't recall addresses at the moment, but a Google search will will be able to find them. The Benedictine Catholic prayer cycle is very, very good. Franciscan monks also have a similar... Doesn't Phyllis Tickle have a divine hour? She has a book called Prayers for Summertime that is a wonderful resource, and they're good not just for summertime. They're great year-round. The Northumbria community has put out a book, a Celtic Daily Prayer. I don't remember the editor's name, but it's based on the lives of Celtic saints in Scotland and in Ireland and, and uses their example and then has a very Celtic flair with a very Trinitarian flair. They, they bless the, the whole Trinity every day when they pray. And so those are some of my favorites. I've enjoyed the prayers from the Iona community, too, and Linden's Fair community. Ray Simpson has a really good liturgies from Linden's Fair that I enjoy using. It's just updated, fresh language. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we just get bogged down with old language, and I, or I do, and I'm looking for something a little fresher. I've really enjoyed worshiping in those communities. And it's interesting how in the UK, these lay communities have been forming around the daily office. It's it's kind of a way to revitalize Christianity, a lay Mm -hmm. movement to revitalize Christianity in the UK. It's very interesting. I'm so thankful that you came to this podcast with us today. Joshua, maybe you could end us with a prayer. Sure. Um, This is one that I love to use in the morning, first thing. Lord God, Almighty and Everlasting Father, you've brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power, that we may not fall into sin, nor be overcome by adversity, but in all things direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.